0: Every time I look into my wife's eyes, I think, is this it? Every day we fall in love more and more. With who she used to be. Someone told us once, never go to bed angry. So I just sorta of store up my anger inside. I may not have found the right person yet, but I'm having a pretty good time with all the wrong ones. I guess I have a certain type, and apparently it's the type that doesn't wanna date me. If it hadn't have been for my marriage, I might have gone through my whole life without realizing my flaws, every single flaw. All right, come on, that video's funny. I don't care what you say. That's funny, everybody. Hey, good to see you. Look at the person next to you. Let's start off the series just right let them know, hey, I think you've lost a little bit of weight. Looking great, looking great. Come on, let them know. Let them know. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you. This is the opening of our new series. Just before we get into that, I wanna tell you of a couple things. Uh, I mean, we had Football Sunday last week, everybody. How many of y'all enjoyed that last week? Wasn't that good? Yeah, man, it was great. And uh, man, it was our best Football Sunday to date. Uh, Man, we just, the attendance, but most of all, uh, we had 26 decisions for Jesus, everybody. Come on, can we give God a hand? Isn't that awesome, everybody? That's what it's all about what it's all about. So we just give God praise. Uh, for that and and uh, man, just thank you all too. And it was it was a fun day. Thanks to all of our team. Uh, also, I want to tell you what's coming up here in a few weeks. On uh, February the twenty third on Sunday night, we're having uh, man, finally it's back. All right, is our Elevate City night. And if you have never been part of an Elevate City night, uh, these are nights of extended worship. Man, for us just to uh, man, just uh, we got a longer song set. Uh, we got more time, everybody. All right, and so uh, and then we'll have a man just a, a shorter message that night of just. Encouragement, but it's always just a great time of just worship and prayer and going after God. And so, I invite you to be a part of that. Our kids' ministry will be available as well, but it'll be a phenomenal time. If you've never been a part, we encourage you to be a part of that night. And want to just uh, quickly update you I love uh, the excitement, the emails, and the texts, and I appreciate it. Uh, I really do uh, on the building. I was really hoping to hear something this past week, everybody, all right, but I didn't hear anything. <laughs> so, I did hear that there's, there's three of us that are contending for this. For facility now, and so uh, what I was told yesterday is that uh, through our broker that uh, the owner was actually in Fort Wayne. He actually is out of Chicago and was in town and had some things to do on this building, but uh, took the weekend to really try to finalize and make some decisions. Uh, He feels tomorrow is the day that we're going to hear something. So, y'all, my patience is running thin, you know what I'm saying? So I've been praying. Don't stop praying, everybody. I'm just declaring. I'm driving by that place, declaring it, reaching my hands out. We've got people in the community that uh, we've heard from that are even doing the same thing they don't even go to church here come on somebody all right I love that and so I heard about that this week and so uh, we're all for the kingdom amen everybody and so I want to just encourage you to keep praying And prayerfully, tomorrow will be the day, all right? But, man, we're excited for this series. Uh, This is something that's really uh, just been on my heart. And uh, really, over the last few weeks, I've been just prepping and getting ready for this series. I want you to notice on the back of your message notes, I don't usually do this, but I really kind of wanted to build some expectancy with you of just some of the upcoming messages in this series, all right? And so you're going to see next week um, is, is just, I'm titling it, Can We Talk?, And uh, a lot of what we're talking about next week is uh, there's a right way to fight and a wrong way to fight, all right? And so, but there's also some very pertinent things that I think are gonna be really important for all of us in our relationships, uh, for those that are married, uh, single, dating. I'm telling you, this whole series is for all of us, a lot of things that we can learn. In fact, when I was single, uh, these were things that really helped me to really understand God's view on relationship and marriage and to to really help me to know uh, and see things in a biblical way, not just my way or the world's way, amen? So it's really important that we see things God's way And so, and then uh, you'll, so I want to encourage you uh, not to miss a week of this series. Really invest in yourself uh, and relationship as it relates to relationships as we go forward. And so, there's some stats I want to show you today that I think are very alarming and uh, and, and should cause us to uh, uh, hopefully wake up a little bit. Uh, The average marriage in America right now lasts only three years. And uh, and again, this is a national statistic. So if that that means this. If you've been married more than three years, guess what, everybody? You have an above-average marriage. Yeah, you ought to be happy. According to national stats, man, you ought to be real happy. Uh, How many know we need to do a lot better, though, than three years? And so I think it's really important that churches... Uh, talk on things like this and talk on on topics like sex and all those things. It's going to be really important. I'm going to talk to you more about that in just a second. Uh, Here's a really sad stat for the city of Fort Wayne. This is not per capita. This is national stats that Fort Wayne is third in the nation in divorce. It is that, yeah, I had that same response. And honestly, it shook me. And I thought, my God, we have got to do a lot better right here in this city. But can I tell you, everybody, starts with us. Amen. starts with us, leading the way, being the examples. And the church said a better amen. amen. Communication and finances are the leading causes of divorce. The number of people getting married is at, a, as, is, is at its lowest since 1920. Less and less people are getting married. Less and less people are really learning to understand the word commitment that we're going to talk about throughout the entirety of this series. And so I want to lay some ground rules for us, all right? So I mean, you know, ground rules are really important in relationships, right? <laughs> some you are like, eh. All right, they're important in this series. All right, just so you know, let me pastor you for a little bit, all right? So, and, and before I get into the ground rules, fellas, just so y'all remember, guys, Valentine's is this Friday, not next Friday, this Friday. Just trying to help all the brothers out there just to let you know, start off this series right, all right? All right, so number one is this, ground rule number one is listen for yourself. Everybody say, this is, this is for me. All right, so that means no elbow in your neighbor. All right. No, no leaning to the side. Did you hear that? Did you catch that one? You know, so let's make sure that we're listening for ourselves. All right. Number two is this. is you're going uh, to hear God's standard in this and, and feel like this is too tough. And, and here's what I want to say, because for some of us, this is how you're, we're going to feel, thinking, man, I am so far from God's standard. And we're gonna almost feel discouraged, but I, I wanna say this, don't be. And I wanna be very clear of what I'm getting ready to say next that Jesus came to make all things new. No matter what your past has been, no matter what has happened up to this point, Jesus makes all things new. And here's the, here's the reality that means this, everybody, we get a do over. How many of you thank God for do overs? Amen, everybody? And so don't get discouraged, we get a do over. Jesus brings conviction in our life, and to help us. So there may be some areas that you begin to notice that, man, I've got some work to do. That conviction comes, but Jesus always brings the conviction, and then he always leads us and shows us the way out, all right? So be encouraged. So doesn't matter what your story is. Listen, doesn't matter what even happened last night. What, what matters is this moment and moving forward from today. Amen? All right, here's the third thing. Uh, on Sunday, February 23rd, it's gonna get spicy. I'm giving you two weeks to prepare, all right? And to give a disclaimer. If you got kids that are sixth grade and sixth grade and older, all right? It'll be appropriate for them. But if they're in fifth grade or younger, you may want to consider our age-appropriate kids' ministry. All right, everybody? Now, it's up to your discretion, mom and dad, that's for sure. But we're going to talk about some things that need to be talked about as it relates to sex. And uh, somebody asked me, said, you know, pastors, is, is it really appropriate for my sixth grade? I said, absolutely, because they're hearing a lot worse of it in school. And I, I can't think of a better place to learn about the topic of sex than in God's house. And so the two most neglected topics in our nation today is on sex and money. And we're always going to be a church that talks about that. Why? Because we need help in those areas. And the church said a better amen. All right? All right? So we're going to talk about it. And we're going to help. That And so again, two weeks from now, it's going to get spicy. All right, and so over the next two weeks, though, uh, my wife will be joining me on stage, and so we'll be teaching together. And then the final of this series, we're going to have a panel up here, all right? So we're going to allow you to just text in questions, and we're going to take as many as we can on these Sundays and try to answer them. But I'm going to have uh, some marriages up here and then have some singles up here with me as well, all right? And so we just want to give an opportunity. I think it's going to be really good that Sunday, and uh, and again, it gives you an opportunity to, I think. Just ask maybe some things that you've been thinking about through this series that maybe I, I haven't touched or maybe I did, and you want to you, you want to ask something about it, and so I think it's going to be really good. Um. You know, I was thinking about this this week. Over the last few weeks in our house, it's been kind of tough. Uh, the, kind of the flu bug hit. It's like tis the season, right, everybody? And so uh, everybody was hit except, I think, me and Ashton. And uh, so mom got hit and the boys got hit. And, uh, man, I'm just telling you, it was, it was rough. The toilet was their friend and uh, felt bad for them. It was messy. How many know it gets a little stinky, right? Got to clean them bed sheets. Come on, somebody, right? Uh, got to clean them toilets. How many, know, how many know when you're real sick and it, you, you better not forget to flush. Mm. All right, you're wondering why I got a toilet up here. You're going to see in just a minute. All right, and uh, not many pastors can find a way to be able to use a toilet in their message. But right here at L.A. City, we're glad you're here. All right, and so we're going to have fun with that today. But, you know, I was thinking about that with all the sickness. I thought, man, what a real picture of marriage and family. I mean, you know, it's like when we get married, uh, we, we have, I think, this preconceived notion that we're not going to have any issues. Everything's just going to be nice, and, man, we're going we're gonna to have the honeymoon, and, and the honeymoon's going to keep on honeymooning, all right? But, uh, but reality hits. How many know that? Life hits. Finances hit. Jobs hit. Kids, whatever the situation is, different things begin to take place. And people think, again, when, they, when they're starting out that, man, ain't nobody loved like the way we've loved. And there's, again, these preconceived notions. And so what you begin to realize is I live with this human, and this human has issues. This human I'm married to has got a lot of issues, got a lot of problems. And, uh, and so problems can begin to hit. Maybe, maybe just even underlining things are happening too. And so many of us find out it's harder than what we thought. And it's easier, can I just say in the culture really that we're in really paints this, that it's easier to just to give up and give in than to work on things. All right? And so uh, that's why I believe today it's time for a relationship rehab. Are you ready this morning? Let me pray. Father, we just thank you for the next couple of minutes, God, that you would open up our hearts and our minds, God, and, and, and our spirit ultimately to everything that you want to say. And, God, we want to see our relationships and, and our marriages grow and be the best that they can be with you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. All right. Um, Malachi chapter 2, verse 16, God says this. He says, I hate divorce, says the God of Israel. I hate the violent, look at how God describes divorce, dismembering of the one flesh of marriage. So watch yourselves. Don't let your guard down. Don't cheat. In other words, uh, uh, I love the, the key por- portion of this. Don't let your guard down. means, meaning this, that it, it's going to take always, it's always, always, always going to take work. Can't let your guard down just thinking and assuming everything's okay. It's going to take prayer. It's going to take conversation. We're going to work through all of that in this series. But again, the problem, I think, for many of us is we fall for the lies that are out there. That if I didn't have this marriage, my life would be better. And a cultural lie that's out there, that if I find the right guy or the right girl, everything is just going to be okay. And so we forget that when we come into marriage, guess what? We both have stuff. Because we all got issues. All of us have struggles in our life, and we've got toxic things sometimes. That if we don't begin to get honest about those toxicities in our life, they become incredibly dangerous and can destroy us. And so, and sometimes we even believe this lie, the lies that uh, we believe the lies that my marriage is wrong because I just I just married the wrong person. These are lies that the enemy sown, and even lies that culture sometimes tries to throw at us. And again, we, if that were true we would see a lot more success in second marriages, and statistics show us in this nation that that is not true. Can I tell you this, everybody? This might be worth writing down, that the best marriage is the one that we are in. The best marriage is the one that we are in. No matter what it takes, it's less painful to work through it than to start all over again. And and you may think, or somebody may have tried to tell you this, that, well, the grass is greener on the other side. Listen, if the grass is greener, I promise you the water bill's higher. And so what the key is, is you've got to learn how to water your own grass. And it takes work to water your own grass. How I mean, you know what I'm talking about. And so we've got to focus on, on that. And so I want you to know also today that this is not meant to be condemning or, you know, especially if you've been a victim of divorce, because I realize that there are many people even here today that maybe you're single again. All right, and and I'm not judging anything you've done, or or saying that you are wrong. We are not speaking to that, and we're not trying to remind you of your past today. I want you, to, I want to be very clear with that. Our heart is to simply come alongside you and help to be a support and an encouragement to you in Jesus' name, and help give you biblical principles and to help your next marriage, if you want one, to be successful in Jesus' name. All right? And so, for those who are single and those who are dating, I want to really encourage you in this series, going to be some important relationship principles that you need to grab onto. All right? For those uh, that are engaged as well, uh, there's going to be some good preparation work for you in this series today as well. For those that are married, you need to see divorce as God sees divorce, that it's a violent dismembering. That's what it is. All right? And all of our marriages, again, remember this, everybody, has issues. Okay, And so uh, we all think sometimes things are going well. And after kind of we get married, some things begin to, to come up. And we think, man, again, we're just going to kind of ride off in the sunset together. But we find out uh, very, very early on probably that uh, they, they don't remember to flush. You write that down. They don't remember to flush. How I many know it's a bad day if somebody don't remember to flush? How I many you know it's a, it's a smelly day? If you don't remember, listen, I don't believe in the statement, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Like, I don't believe in that statement. Just flush it all down. Like, can I just help everybody today? Just, just, just for the sake of your household, just flush it. Everybody say, just flush it. All right, just flush it. Yeah, just flush it. All right. And so, uh, but, but think about it. I remember this, you know, even, even when I was dating Bethany. You know, and think back to maybe when you were dating. Man, we go to great lengths. To try and act like bodily functions didn't exist. I bet mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, man, if, if, if you were in a place and you needed to pass gas, like, you'd either find you a bathroom or you'd let it cramp up. How many know what I'm talking about? Say, Pastor, yeah, that was me. Oh, we got some honest people out there waving at me. I appreciate it. All right? And so we're in that place, and, and, but it's amazing. Once you put a ring on that finger, all of a sudden we get a little bit more comfortable and we get up in the car, y'all know what I'm talking about. You smile and look at some of y'all. You smile because you know it's true. You get up in that car and it's, whew, baby. Do a little something before we get on the car ride. Mm. Lord have mercy. You know, and so anyways, everybody say, flush it. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 7.20 says, there's not a single person in all the earth who is always good and never sins. All the singles, you need to hear that. Listen to me, singles, for a minute. He ain't that perfect. She ain't that perfect. All right? And we're all messed up. Married couples, guess what? Your spouse is a sinner. Hello. They're a sinner. They've got some issues they're working through. Here's the other big thing that happens in marriages, too, is, is and this is a big one, is that they don't replace the toilet paper. Can, can I just be real with you? Man, there ain't nothing worse when you need to file some paperwork and there ain't no paperwork to file. Come on, talk to me, somebody. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? I know we're in church, but listen, it's true. All right, and there is a right way to put the toilet paper on the roll. Oh, I'm preaching now, listen to y'all. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm getting ready to say, don't you? Come on, the top down, thank you, Jesus. Not the bottom up. Come on, you that are watching online, I'm telling you, there's a right way. It's a right way. All right? And so, my God in heaven. And can I also just go back to my first point? Even a good courtesy flush is good. All right? Praise the Lord. We don't need extra floaties. All right, anyways. So, whoo, my OCD kicks in on the toilet paper. All right? And, and it's a big deal to me. And so that, that's, we're still working on that one in my house, specifically flushing the toilet. Anyways, so we find out, though, in our marriages that our loved one, guess what? They're flawed. They've got some issues. And how many know they're flawed and, and can be in some very annoying ways? Mmm, easy. All right. So maybe, maybe there's not necessarily sin, but maybe they're just annoying sometimes. <laughs> and so it's the little things the Bible says that go unchecked. This is so good. That can break down a marriage. Look at this in your Bibles in Song of Solomon. It says this, catch for us the foxes. Boy, this is so good. The little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. What's God saying here? It's the little foxes, the little things that go unchecked in your life that have the ability to produce toxicity in your life personally, but also within your marriage. Again, we're going to talk next week about the importance of how to fight right. And and I think one of the things that's really important about that is, man, the, the bantering and the complaining and the, you know, the little things. Sometimes those little things the little foxes, that's, that's what God's talking about. It's the little things sometimes that maybe you don't think is the big deal, but maybe a big deal to the spouse that you're married to, and I'm just telling you right now, pay attention, all right? Because it's those things that have that bil- the ability, man, to create damage. And so we need to pay attention to the little things, not just the big things. And the church said amen. amen. It's the little foxes, all right? So we've got to be very Protective of that. Here's the other big things. And and single guys, this is huge for you. you got to learn this now. All right. Here we go. All right. And that is they don't put the seat down. My God. And all the ladies said a good amen. Put the seat down. Yeah, let's put the seat down. So uh, (laughs) uh, some time ago, of course, it's me. We've got uh, our three kids. Ashton's 11, Judah is five, Braxton's four. All right, and so the boys are used to this, all right, putting the seat up, and which is great. But the problem is, what I'm trying to teach my boys is, hey, guys, there's two other girls in the house. Fellas, we've got to put the seat down. Well, what happened one night, not too long ago, one of them boys got up, put the seat up, forgot to put it down. Sis gets up, middle of the night, and bloop. Daddy had to go rescue her. I had to throw out a lifeline to her. My God, you know, put the seat down, right? Amen, everybody, all right? And so, uh, and there's a scripture for this, all right? Ladies, I'm here to help you on this one. Guys, they they have a scripture on this for us. I wanted to show it to you. Uh, Proverbs 14, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. So I just, (laughs) just just trying to help, be an encouragement. Don't need nobody on the news, you know what I'm saying, all right, (laughs) so now, now, You know, not only are you and and your spouse flawed, but here's the other reality, is that we are selfish people. Man, we are selfish. Our culture does an amazing job promoting selfishness. And we do it, therefore, many times our kids do it in return, and they are following our example. And so it's a very toxic approach that I think is destroying families all over. The Bible says in Philippians 2, 3, don't be selfish. Everybody say, don't be selfish. don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Everybody say this with me. Be humble. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Think about your spouse first. Make the shift in Jesus' name. All right, and here's the final thing today that maybe you didn't realize, all right, that's, that, that, that happens sometimes. And that is this, that they, they don't wash their hands. Hmm, yeah, yeah, got to work on that one. All right, I mean, that's just gross. Any germaphobes like me out there? All right, God bless you all, all right. I mean, say I don't care, Pastor. All right, just appreciate it, yeah, a few honest ones. <laughs> Especially at the restaurants, everybody. <laughs> Lord, can I get on my soapbox just for a minute, all right? All right, just for a minute. I, man, I, I, thought, I thought of this this week. I thought, you know, a great idea would be? Is have a sign at the men and women's restroom. And outside of that is the sign that just goes off. When somebody doesn't wash their hands, they walk out and it rings and it's real loud and it says, didn't wash hands. <laughs> so at that point, the whole restaurant knows you didn't wash your hands. Get in and wash those hands. That's nasty. Like, man, ain't nothing worse. Man, I'm washing my hands. And I see Bubba come out of the stall. My man. My man. I get to take you 30 seconds at least to do something with them. Instead, you went from there. You touched the door handle that I got to touch. Now I'm thinking through strategy because the, the trash can's on the opposite side of the paper towel. So do I throw the paper towel on the floor and just be that guy? Or do I try to be the other guy that at least shoots it and hopes it makes it in the trash? I'm that guy. All right? Just being honest. All right? Just confession time here at Elevate City this morning. All right? And so wash your hands. All right? Everybody say wash your hands. All right? But here's the deal. Many of us, even in our marriages, are convinced that we're the only ones that have clean hands. And we've got, again, these preconceived ideas that there won't be any issues or I don't have them. It's him or it's her. We find out quickly. We bring our issues into our marriages. Some of us today are dealing right now, right now, with pain. We're dealing with unforgiveness. And it's time to wash our hands. It's time to get honest. Hebrews 12, 15, look at this. A bitter spirit is not only bad in itself, but can also, look at this, poison the lives of many others. Man, that is why it is dangerous to carry unforgiveness in your life because it is poison. And when you hang around negative people and when you hang around those who are unforgiving, gossiping people, guess what's coming on you? Who you hang out with, who you will most likely become like. And so it's, poison and it affects you know what poison does it kills you it'll take you out and so we've got to we've got to be really understanding to the point that forgiveness is God's plan of a biblical marriage all right we're gonna talk more about that in a second and so again we enter into marriage very unhealthy sometimes and it's affecting others And a lot of people I think are ready to check out because it's easier just to quit but can I say this? It's a lot less pain in working it out than starting all over again. Again, my, my parents divorced when I was at a very young age. And it was tough. And it was tough for my brother and I. It was tough for my mom and dad. And uh, it was very difficult watching and navigating through that. And, and so, and I, I, you know, learning from those moments uh, has been critical. I think one of the coolest things um, that, that we do in our premarital counseling, that actually, that we did, Bethany and I did this, is uh, Bethany's parents have been married, I think about 45 years, and, uh, which is amazing, I love that. I mean, they're heroes to Bethany and I, love them. Uh, some people don't like their in-laws, I like mine. All right, thank you, Jesus, all right. And so, um, but, but, you know, but then my parents divorced, but one of the things that we did, it was really cool, our pastor had us do, is before we got married, she went to her parents, but I went to mine. And things, we had specific questions that we just asked them, and what we could learn from them, good and bad, so that we can help our marriage be a success. It was one of the most powerful things, wasn't it, babe? I mean, it was absolutely powerful to learn from the successes, but also the mistakes, because here's what we know. Marriage takes work. I want to be very clear. Bethany and I don't have the perfect marriage. All right, we don't have the perfect kids. We're all a work in progress, just like everybody else, everybody. In fact, when we do series like this is when our family gets attacked the most. Oh, yeah, and our marriage, you know, and so we've just kind of learned to, to get ready, strap on our boots, let's go, all right, you know, and so, but let's be marriages, though, that are committed, amen, and that we're going to commit, we're going to talk about that word in the weeks to come, commit, it's a word that's really become foreign in our culture, commit, commit to staying and working things out, and, uh, and so let me give you a few tips from the toilet, you ready? All right, here we go, number one is this, you got you to gotta be honest, though. You gotta be honest, stay honest. The Bible says in Matthew 7, 3, why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? So I'm talking so much about this series today. It's so easy. Again, I've said this before that we get amnesia, and we need to be very careful about this as Christians, as in our marriages, because again, we were, we've all got those issues, we've all been messed up, that, you know, the things that uh, you know, help to get us where we're at today. We can't forget where we've come from, you know. And, and I know this, that, you know, Beth and I, even in our marriage, we'll celebrate 13 years in April. We're excited, but, man, it's taking work. And it's going to take work. You know, my grandparents are, is, is you know, some of our greatest examples. My grandfather went to be home with the Lord a couple years ago. They were one week from celebrating their 63rd wedding anniversary. As I always told my gram and my gramps, I said, maybe all have set the bar high, but Beth and I are after it. All right, we want to set that new bar. Why? Because we want to impact generations behind us in our line of our family as well, in Jesus' name. We want to be an example for our kids. Come on, we want to be an example for our kids' kids. Amen? And we want, we want to be looked up to in that way as well. And so I just want to encourage you, let's not forget where we've come from. Let's always be humble about that. Let's always extend grace towards people and encouragement towards people. Y'all with me, everybody? And, uh, and, and let's remember what got us to where we're at and God by his faithfulness, amen? And so here's what I know. There's no doubt that things have happened in our marriages and that we've been hurt or we've worked through things, but here's the other side too, is we have to take responsibility for us and what we say, what we do. It's very important, you know, and that was a decision that Beth and I both made is that we're going to, we've had some long nights. You know, the Bible talks about not letting the sun go down on your, on your wrath because, in other words, don't let the sun go down before you work it out. We just made the decision that we're gonna love each other enough to not wake up the next day to allow that mess to hang on them and to go through work or throughout the day with that on them. We're gonna work it out. We're gonna make the decision to work it out. So guess what? There's been some long nights with the coffee on. How many know what I'm talking about? Like we're gonna work this thing out, we're gonna talk about it, we're gonna pray through it, we're gonna get the mind of God, and guess what, we may need to get honest and say we need some help here in this area. And that's okay too everybody, all right? It's okay to ask for help. And so uh, it was a decision, though, that we made because we made the decision that we've got each other's back, that we are not enemies ever, we are allies. And we have to look at that within marriage, amen? And so for us, coming into marriage, we you know, had issues like everybody else, and we still annoy each other still to this day. Oh, yeah. And so I remember something God spoke to me a week before her and I got married. And I thought it was really, I I was like, okay, I kind of left it off. But I was like, oh, God, you were so true on that. And it was simply this, that, Kyle, I'm going to use her to break some things in you. And I literally said back to God, and, God, you're going to use me to break some things in her? And it was dead silent. I thought, (laughs) thought, well, Lord, you're real funny. And so, uh, but here's what I felt like God was saying within that, that, you know, because of me being on my own, too, there was some things that I was very prideful with, selfish with. I tell you, God uses marriage to help break some of those things real quick, all right? And so we just made the decision uh, that we wanted to do it God's way. And can I just say this too, that um, one of Satan's greatest fears is a marriage that's united and honest. I am telling you. And, and, and the enemy wants to keep us from a place of being united and being honest and this and listen to me there is an anointing as a husband that you carry for your wife sir ma'am there is an anointing as your wife that you carry also for him you carry that for each other so guys you need her ladies you need him as well here's the other thing that's really important is number 2 is you got to be forgiving be forgiving this is huge this is so massive and a lot of the counseling sessions that I've been over I've been in over my time in ministry I cannot tell you that this is probably one of the greatest areas within a marriage that you've got to get right and learn how to forgive and release it and accept it. The Bible says in Colossians 3, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Look at this last line. You want to underline this, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Another scripture in the gospel says, Jesus said, if you can't forgive your brother, I can't forgive you. Think about that statement. Unless we're willing to release forgiveness, God won't won't forgive us. I mean, how many of y'all know? You talk about deep. Whoa. You can sit on that for a little bit and just think through that. And here's what I know for me, I'm a sinner that deserves to burn in hell for everything I've done wrong. It's true. And if a human were in control of my destiny, that's where I would be heading today. But I am so glad that a human is not in control of my destiny. But we serve a God who forgives us, who gives us grace. Come on, he gives us mercy far beyond what you and I could ever comprehend. Come on, that definitely beyond anything that you and I ever deserve. Come on, are you thankful for God's grace and forgiveness today, everybody? Amen? So here's what God does, is he commands us to forgive people. Again, it's not saying that what they did was okay, but it's allowing God to settle that score with them. All right? All right and it's allowing you to get the healing that you need. People live their whole lives with bitterness and unforgiveness towards people, and it kills them of any potential, and kills them and really robs them of not only joy, but of God's ultimate plan and purpose, because God can't promote mess. And he's got to be able to raise up hearts that are seeking after him, healthy, and you're gonna get hurt. Your spouse is gonna hurt you. That's going to happen sometimes, but we've got to make the decision that we're going to work through it. I'm going to be honest about it, and, and again, we're going to, Bethany and I want to try to help you a little bit next week on how to do this the right way when you disagree, how to, how to fight right so that there's a healthy conclusion so that you can move forward together in Jesus' name, all right? And so a, another great tip from the toilet, all right? is This is not in your notes, everybody, but it's just simply this, keeping Jesus at the center, I'm telling you, marriages and families that keep Jesus at the center, that, that stay involved in the local church, I'm telling you, you need this. You need this Sunday family. Scripture talks about not forsaking the assembly of your brethren. Why? Because there is strength and there is power in togetherness. And there's things that God speaks corporately that he wants to do individually in our life. What's transpiring with your kids right now is absolutely incredible. What's happening? ministry? ministry. This ain't babysitting time for us here. We don't look at that. For every baby that's being held right now, can I tell you what our teachers are doing? Praying over them. Worship's going on right now. Why? Because we believe it starts, man, that whatever age they're at, man, that God is wanting to move in every generation. But guess what? Mom and dad, it takes us leading the way and takes that consistency. Whatever you're consistent in, you'll grow in. And so that consistency is so important for us that we make the decision that we're going to get planted together in the house of our God, Amen, everybody. And here's what I know: we've got to be quick to release that forgiveness, quick, quick to forgive, quick to love, quick to extend grace, because unforgiveness is the breeding ground for destruction in a marriage. It tears apart intimacy. And I'm telling you, we're going to learn this in two weeks one thing the, the enemy can do, it's, keep, it's keeping married couples from having sex. It is an attack, and we're going to show you some of that, why intimacy is so powerful and why it's actually spiritual warfare against the devil, and we're going to show it to you, all right? Buckle in, spicy talk, two weeks, amen, all right? Remember, the scripture says it's the little foxes that, that spoil the vineyard you got to pay attention to the little things, the nagging things. you got to quit that stuff. Forgiveness means bringing the balance to zero. And I'm thankful that God no longer sees you and I as sinners, but sees us as clean, washed in his blood, moving forward in the power of his love. And, man, if God does it, how much more do we need to do it? Jesus said, freely you have received, freely I want you to give. Give forgiveness and grace away. I'm so glad that God no longer sees me as how I used to be. He sees me how I'm going to be. He sees the future. Amen? All right? And so, and again, I want to preface this very quickly by saying, I'm not saying again, what happened didn't hurt you. I know it did. But again, you have to make the choice to forgive. One of the great things, my, one of my spiritual fathers said to me years ago, Pastor Dino Rizzo, he said this to me. This is something I've been thinking about this week. He said, Kyle, you'll always need three types of people in your life. You always will need a pastor, you always will need a friend, and you will always need a counselor. You always need three, if you're gonna be healthy, you're gonna be moving forward, you always need three types of people. And that's where small groups I think is so important. We have our small groups that's happening right now, everybody that's in session, and our semester kicked off last week, and by the way, just great buzz just in the first week that we've heard, which we love that, I love the fact that this church is always, uh, we're a church of small groups, it's who we are and relationships being formed, and you need that. Take that step outside of that comfort zone in Jesus' name. Here's the third thing. This is a big one for me, everybody. It might be for you. That's be patient. It's a process. It's not always overnight. Everybody say, be patient. How many can say, Pastor, that's me. I need more patience in my life. And guess what? They're still human, and they're going to forget the flesh. Mm Mm-hmm. They're going to forget the flesh, all right? And so they're not going to be superhuman. Ephesians 4 or 2 says, be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance. Boy, I love that. For each other's faults because of your love. Patience gives permission to work things out. Be patient. For some of us, we didn't start with Christ at the center of our marriage. We just got married. Guess what? It's not too late. We can relearn some things, we can get better. All right? For some of us that are thinking about marriage, or you're engaged. That's why we have premarital counseling in this church. Can I just say, don't get married without premarital counseling. All right? If you're starting this thing out, let us, and and here's what we do in premarital counseling. We don't leave any rock unturned. Oh, yeah. We make sure, sometimes we make sure there's a good little argument. And and it's fun for Bethany and I to watch that happen. I mean, it's just at each other. And then I'll stop. Bethany and I will say, can you live with that? Can you live with that? So those are, those are good things, because guess what? You're going to have some arguments, all right, everybody? Patience gives permission to work things out. This is hard for me, because I like things a certain way. <laughs> and I've realized that there are some things that are not, just, they're not worth arguing about, all right? If Bethany forgets to flush, then I'm just going to flush it. Amen, everybody? All right, I'm just going to flush it. I'm not going to say nothing. Here's the final thing. That's this, number four. Be prayerful i got to pray after that one, all right. <laughs> Marriages that last are a supernatural marriage. Why? Because it takes God adding his super to your natural. Supernatural marriage. And you and I need to realize that nothing of great success, listen to me, don't miss this, nothing of great success in life and in marriage, nothing of that happens without Jesus being the center and the source of your everything. Seeing it God's way, not your way. Seeing it, doing things our way is what gets us in so much trouble. What we think or our experience or what so-and-so said. I don't know, that means Jack. What means everything is God's word and who he is and what he says for us. And God's got the prescription for everything that we need. Psalm 147, he heals the brokenhearted, binds up their wounds. Ezekiel 36, I will give you a new heart and I'm gonna put a new spirit in you. I've really been praying so much over this series over, the, over this next few weeks that it won't just be a Sunday to Sunday thing but that even that maybe you would take these notes home personally for you and just start praying over them but that through Monday through Saturday as well that you begin to make it a point. I mean, I'm gonna work on us. I'm gonna work on me because us can't happen without working on me first. I think so much we're trying to work on the other person. You gotta quit that i telling you the what? The Holy Spirit can do a lot better job. And so it doesn't mean that we don't communicate. Again, we do. We're gonna help you with that next week. I'm just telling you, God wants to put a new spirit in you, put a new heart in you. He says, I will remove from your, you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. God wants to give you that new heart, that new spirit. Can I pray for you today? Would you bow your heads where you're at? Father, I thank you for your word today that produces life. And, Lord, I realize a series like this can be difficult, can be hard. It can bring up some things. But, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you more than anything. Lord, you are the great I am. But by the power of your Holy Spirit, you're so good to bring about such a ministry of wisdom and peace and guidance and direction. Help us. Help us to be more like you. Forgive us of selfishness. Forgive us of driving things the way we think they ought to be and not including you. Forgive us for not including you on decisions even and placing you first. God, we ask you to move. We need you to move in our marriages. Lord, I know there's singles here right now. Lord, Lord, that some are, they wanna be married. That's their heart. And so God, I'm just asking you, and I just pray, God, that you prepare them. Continue to prepare their heart, their mind, their spirit. Lord, that your word declares that you honor the desires of our heart. And So Lord, I just declare you have that person for them. But God, in the midst of the waiting, that we're going to get prepared in the mighty name of Jesus, and we're not going to quit preparing. And even within our marriages, we're going to continue to work. So Father, I speak life over the marriages and the families of this church. And God, may this church Represent in this city what marriage, healthy marriages look like. Start with us, start with me, in Jesus' name. If you're here today, I'm gonna give you an invitation before we leave. Don't wanna leave a service without this. And you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm not talking about a religion. I'm talking about a personal relationship with Jesus. If you don't have that, I'm gonna give you an opportunity right here today to know him personally. There's no formula, all right? All, the, the Bible tells us in Romans 10 that if we we'll believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So in a moment, I'll lead in a prayer. All of us are gonna pray this together, in fact. But if you're here and you say, Pastor, that's me. I need to give my life to Jesus today. I want you to raise your hand on the three. Come on, everybody. One, two, three, real high. Say, that's me, that's me. I say, yes. Yeah, some for the first time. Awesome, awesome, guys. Yeah, yeah, the back, yeah, gotcha. All right, you can put your hands down. I'm proud of some of you guys, man, for the very first time. Awesome. Some recommitting. It's great. All right. I want to lead you in this prayer. Just mean this after me. Say, Jesus, I give you my heart. And I invite you into my life. And I make you my Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins. I'm moving forward. Thank you for loving me. God, thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen.